I think he put like three or four teaspoons of sugar. I'm like, really? That will only require me to do one more thing, and that's put more oh, bourbon in the, <laughs> this drink. I'm like, I don't know any other way to, to fix that. So, all right, got to balance it out. Hey, everybody, welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beer. This is Jeff. It's episode 224. Happy 2024. Zach, how's it going? Easily outraged is easily manipulated. I think you thought about that. Mm-hmm. Andy. I had an emotional connection with a spider monkey. That's what? Weird. Jeff? <laughs> Good evening, boys. What would you have said, Jeff? Yeah. If you had I, time. I am happy to be back you're, you're at fantastic. work. You're no, fantastic? I'm happy to be back at work. I actually had something new to say besides fantastic. And... I got cut off. All right. The well, Lord wants me to say fantastic every time. So <laughs> does she? All right. All right. Here we go. What, right. what right. are we drinking? I'm starting off with coconut water because uh, dry January. It's a picture of us. I'm trying to do that. Yeah. So coconut water brought to you by Kirkland. The gayest oh, water that's of the, all. The, from the tropical paradise of Coscodia. Washington <laughs> yeah, State. Co- coconuts from yeah. Washington State. Yes. But I'm I'm trying to pull off dry January. And I'm succeeding so far. Well, I mean, since I got back in the United States. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't then. You were on vacation and you weren't dry. No. But it doesn't count because vacation. Yeah. Once It's only in the contiguous... Uh, States. 50 states. Yeah, 50 states. That's <laughs> not the territory. Everyone knows how that's how that works. I think that's in the Alcoholics Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Um, but yes, and that's uh and I did have an emotional connection with a spider monkey. That was real. <laughs> can we can we talk about we can that? We talk later? about that a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. I am drinking as I have for many, many days in a row. Um some whiskey. The, the wettest, wettest of, of January's. January's. <laughs> 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 the twins are back. <laughs> I've got an old fashioned and uh, I was making the drink and we got some folks down below, some younger folks. And they're like, so what's in that? I'm like this and this and this. And they're like, wait, you're only supposed to put one teaspoon in? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, that was like three or four <laughs> teaspoons. So later on, I'll have to add uh, two more parts of whiskey to this my name's jeff i teach math (laughs) (laughs) but we're not alone oh sorry what are you drinking oh it's okay it was a birthday gift my birthday is at the right before new year's uh, eve day new year's eve eve as it were and uh, a friend of mine named andy got me some basil hayden and so and i barely touched it i had a little bit on new year's eve and got a bit of a cold the first week of the year and so i haven't I've also, I've been actually dry uh, up until now. So I'm going to have a little bit and I'm planning on continuing this, give your body a break mode throughout January. But uh, this is the first time we're switching cameras and um, doing fancy things with the help of a producer friend of ours. Uh, We've got him in the house. The nastiest of producers. (laughs) (laughs) What up, what up? Nasty Uh, Nate. Nasty Nate. Thanks for helping us out. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We're moving up in the world when we got Nate. So we've got Nate on the ones and twos helping uh, switch cameras. Mm -hmm. And he's he's basically running the show for us tonight. And uh, man, we're glad you're here. Uh, What are you drinking, Nate, by the way? You've got a little something something. Just uh, Alpine beer. 
company beer. It's called the Duet. Oh yeah, just IPA. Duet. Yep. <laughs> nice. Doing it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good promo. <laughs> Future uh, sponsor. All right. Cheers, cheers. everybody. Cheers, cheers. John. Happy cheers. Clink. 2024. Happy 2024. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Isn't that weird that this is uh, episode 224 and the first one that we've done in 2024? Who set that up? What does it mean? I don't know, man. I think the Cosmos set that up. Hey, Andy, Spider Monkey, go. I did. I had an emotional connection with a Spider Monkey in Costa Rica. His name was Jazz, and uh, he'd been abused as a younger monkey. And so uh, we're going up there and we're visiting this like monkey sanctuary. And I believe you, but it sounded like you just made all of that up. (laughs) (laughs) And he comes over. Across the cage, as soon as he sees me, kind of checks in with the girls a little bit, and uh, and then comes straight over to me, sticks his face up into the cage, just like this. He's like, he's looking at me, and he's got those human monkey eyes, like something else is going on. And the uh, the lady who was giving us the tour, she said, "Hey, if you do this, he'll he'll respond." And this is kind of like a an "I love you" thing. Go like that. So I was like, "Oh, okay." I go. And immediately he looks at me and he goes like that. And then I asked if we could come back at the end of the tour so I could go see him. He rushes over to me again, ignores the girls at this point, and he's just like locked in. And he and I are having a, we're having a moment. And then as we leave, he's we're walking away and he's following behind in the cage. It's huge. The cage is probably like 30 yards long. And he does this. Like he's pulling his hands up over his head, listener. He's like, Ugh. and uh, I'm like, what's going on? And our guide there goes, he's frustrated. He doesn't want you to leave. Oh, uh, hmm. either that he, or he wasn't ready to. Which one is that? That's not me. That sounds like me. Damn it! Do you have an alarm set? No, it's a phone. This is awesome. I hope all of this comes through. You know, shut off when they don't care anymore. <laughs> How about that airplane mode? <laughs> yeah. Well, don't worry. We'll leave all that in. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, if, uh, if everybody, if, you, if you're not watching um, Andy's story, I mean, everybody's in. We're just in tears. <laughs> just and you should be. Go, to, go uh, Bros, Babbles, and Beer on YouTube. It's happening now. Speaking of tears. Everything's coming together. Speaking of tears. My Steelers have done it. I was almost in tears. They made the playoffs. It was the most miraculous three-game win streak to finish the season. It was phenomenal. Thank you, Tennessee Titans uh, fans, wherever you are, if there are any. But uh, they beat the Jags, and the Steelers beat the Ravens, who just that team just happens to be the best team in football. So uh, the Steelers did it. They pulled off I mean, it the was, Ravens twice. You beat, you, it was you, stars and scrubs, but they still beat them. Well, actually... The first time we beat him, it was everybody. The second time we beat him, it was just in the yeah, rain. Yeah, but still. I see you trying to knock me down. We no, I, I I agree. It's I'll remarkable. I'll root for your Rams. I texted you. I'll it's root great. for your Rams. I can, hey, both of our teams were not supposed to be where they're at now. And so the season is a win. Right. As we far were as supposed, I'm We were supposed to be 12 and 5, but we decided to lose to two terrible teams. I think we were supposed to be 6 and 24. You guys keep really saying bad. You keep saying we like you're on the team. Yeah, hey, we, I, I, got, I have my jersey on right here. 
I have an unhealthy connection to the Rams. We didn't do shit. It's not shit. good. <laughs> Except win fantasy football. That's the real we involved. Actually, it's just Matt Balm. <laughs> if we're being honest. Here's to you, Matt Balm. Here's to you, Matt Balm. Thanks for bringing home the win for uh, the two of us. All right. What do you guys win? Like an all-paid vacation to Zach's It's more of a we, lo- win, we win cash if you pay up. A laurel I pay party. every year. Who hasn't paid up? Let's call them out right now. Me? I think we should move Man. on. All right. I think we should move on to greater pastures like 2024. I mean, what could possibly go wrong in 2024? I don't know. Is this one of those? Are you setting us up? 2024. I'm trying. 2023 is telling us how bad things were and 2024 says, hold my beer. Maybe. Maybe it depends on what you expect. There is something called the expectation effect. Do you realize that this is the year in November that I will be 52 and a gym teacher? Oh, this is the year. That's yeah. awesome. So there's going to be some amazing things happening in November. That's an old school podcast Easter egg is what that is. <laughs> yes. We haven't played that song in a long time. No, we haven't. Well, Andy. Yeah. You had a little question for us to consider, to ponder as we head into 2024. Oh, yeah. What do you <clears throat> You want to rehash that? What's one thing you want to carry into 2024 and what's one thing you want to leave behind? Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, what do you want to do? (laughs) (laughs) Did you have anything in mind when you asked that question or was, was that just. Yeah. It can't just be, I mean, you're doing dry January. That, yeah. That's a good habit. It's a good excuse to just kind of reset, reestablish a healthy relationship with something like alcohol. But you're not an alcoholic who's quitting, and that was, and that's your new 2024. What is something? No, I'm an alcoholic who's maintaining. That's right. You you <laughs> want to maintain enough health so that yeah. you can enjoy your your favorite vice. <laughs> uh. Okay, so what I would like to leave behind is my relationship with stress and anxiety. Uh, Yeah, I'm happy to leave that behind in 2023. Um, Bringing in, bringing into 2024, and um, I hadn't thought as deeply about that one. More of like the new replacement things that I've been doing. Um, By the way, I think of stress and anxiety as like I'm leaving that behind, and it's like the uh, the turtle in the hair. Like, here I go, and then it just slowly catches back up with me. Oh. Here he comes. Oh, don't worry. I'll be there for you. <laughs> You're going to get tired. About May, <laughs> I'll catch when, up with you. And when you are, I'll be here. Maybe I'll April here. around tax time, I'll catch up with you. Uh, I don't have a quick answer for the other one. I'll think about it a little bit. What about you guys? Jeff? Sure. Uh, I'm leaving my fat behind in 2023, but it came with me. Uh, 2024, I am, um, tortoise fat. Yeah. <laughs> Just wrinkly tortoise fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. Um, it, it, so is this something that we're bringing into 2024 or something that we're like, I'm focused on this in 2024? Yes. I, and okay. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah. Let, uh, answer I, it however you want. To. I have found, yeah, I have found, um, recently um, it's something I've always desired, but I've, 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 I don't know why I've been always, um, tense about it, but it's, 
touching my wife and holding my wife a lot and hugging my wife and not letting go. And I started to do this a little bit in December and I felt a much, and this isn't a sexual thing. It's just a physical oh. touch thing. Sorry. Well, that happened. <laughs> so we don't no. want to hear about it. Uh, but, but moving Hold forward, on. like into this year, my, my goal is to hold on to my wife. Wait, so like, point of clarification. So you're talking about you didn't, you didn't hold on to her enough. There wasn't enough like physical embraces, little cuddles, things to well, show that you care. I noticed that I just started to do this recently and we, we really, we really haven't done this a lot where we, we might hug or, um, but it might be a kiss, you know, at the end of the night, Hey, good night. I love you. Um, but I have intentionally, um, since realizing, man, I feel like my bucket's full a whole lot more when I've done this and I feel better. I didn't know it until I kind of reflected back on, you know, what has changed. Then I realized we were kind of hanging out a little bit more, talking a little bit more, me being on vacation for three weeks, obviously that lend itself to more interaction, just sitting out on the uh, outside and having a cup of coffee once a week. I mean, it, things changed a whole lot and I'm like, I really like this. So because you were holding on or the, because of because touch? like uh, just I don't know what it is. Just it's almost like when a baby, a newborn baby is on their mother, like they need that almost like as a husband and wife. It's like, OK, something some some battery got filled in my soul. Yeah, it's like you're old enough to where Benjamin Button syndrome is taking place. And so as a as an old baby, yeah. you're, you're needing more of that touch. I, I, I have the, I have the, the F word wants to come out. But it's going to hold back. Set it I'm going to leave that in 2023. Set it through. Set it free. It'll be back in April or May. Uh, so this that, is good, though. No, that that's <laughs> sorry. I wonder if anyone's ever cussed into the new year. Like <laughs> it falls counting down. <laughs> Three, two, four. Probably plenty of people with election anxiety. Just as soon as uh, 2023 was a good was the, the last good thing we're going to experience because. We got the election coming up, and for some people, it's arm, full on Armageddon. But anyways, touching. That's touching. good. I'm taking touching into 24. Um, Nate, do you like do you like touch? You ever touched Tanya for the record? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, brother. Hugs, hey. dude. Where'd your mind go? Gross. Um, no, but but seriously though. That that is good. I heard somebody in a podcast. I don't remember. Um, Jeff is uh, physical touch is one of his uh, love languages. Apparently, mine too. By the way, yeah. And it's not. I mean, making some sweet love counts, but it it's more often just just the random like walking by a little shoulder squeeze as she's going to somewhere else in the house, like. Little things like that are just like bucket fillers where it's like, <clears throat> shoulder squeeze. Yeah. Uh. Sh- shoulder could be almost anything. Yeah. Anything could be a shoulder. Yeah. But remembering, Hey, you wake up. It's so easy when, when you have kids as all of us do and everybody's in activities, you seriously end up at the end of the night and it's like, well, it's good to see you right now and good night <laughs> kind of a thing <laughs> that that can happen. Good right. night roommate. And so and if you're not careful, yeah, you, it's like, oh my gosh, are we, 
It could be the business of just doing family. And- Andy's mentioned a couple times, and I agree. Like, oh, I think we're a little bit in roommate mode. And we need to break the cycle. So whether it's like waking up and just a little bit of cuddling before you like start the onslaught of chaos that is even in the best situations, life it can be chaotic in a good way. But I like that, Jeffrey. And Zach. Jokes aside. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. You're forgiven. Uh, That's the F word you were looking for. Yeah. What do you, what are you leaving? Be- what are you leaving behind? Oh man. Um, something I've improved on greatly, but still have far to go is I, I care way too much what people think. Um, and sometimes that's a superpower and oftentimes it's a fault because it can kind of control me. And so learning to not identify with, okay, if I, if I say this opinion or hold this opinion or belief, and then somebody else, whether it's what somebody thinks of me, or if it's some, what somebody, somebody voicing an opinion or a belief or a thought that's wildly different from my own. If I get like viscerally offended and worked up, even if it's just internally and it's not, I don't lash out or anything as I rarely do. You'll almost never know when I hate you, audience. If I happen to hate you, you'll never know. It's all inside. It's when you make a, someone else makes a point and you respond with, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I know. Maybe with super tight lips. Yep. Maybe. <clears throat> Fuming on the inside. But embracing something I'm trying to teach my daughters. You're, you're more than your emotions. You're more than what you believe or what you think your opinions, because those things can shift. Like your identity is, should go above and beyond that. And, um, I've made a lot of strides and that's especially hard being somebody who tries to be voraciously nonpartisan in a world that seems to be increasingly partisan. Um, trying to find moments to speak to all different sides and understand all different sides. It's, it can be a real challenge. And so, um, I know when I've become upset by somebody else's opinion that has nothing to do with me, like, okay, they, they're they treading on sacred ground. What's up with that? I need to address that internally and, and think about that. Like, So unplugging myself from what other people think and be, detaching myself from my opinions. So it's like, hey, new information, maybe it's good. Let me test it and maybe I can adopt that new information. So I think it's what most people should be doing, but that's me projecting on most people now. And so I'll just apply it to me. All right. That's a good one. And bringing anything in, I have my new one, by the way. That's like, I feel like that's one side of the same coin. Like I really want to continue to work on that and What's mo- on the other side of the coin model that. Well, the, the one side is the one. vein side. Wait, so, one side? Let you me said redoc- it's one side of the same coin. Yeah. What? Oh, the other side of the same coin. You were Dr. Yeah, Jekyll, what, Mr. What's on the other side? Is improving on that. Let, letting go of the negative side of that and building upon those strengths is the other side of the coin. Oh, two sides of the same coin. Yes. <laughs> is that how it goes? Yeah. Well, isn't that special? <laughs> well, that would have been easier. Why yeah. didn't I just say that? <laughs> Why did you just say it that way? God damn it! <laughs> Because that's just your opinion. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> thing, really? Thank yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Messing up your own thing. The the things that I have been doing though in the last two days, I'm on day number two of running 
four miles a day in the morning and uh, I hate running and I hate waking up early and I'm doing both of those things and I'm listening to audiobooks while I'm doing it and it's been great and I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop now where I'm going to wake up and just be like, no, it, today was almost one of those moments like your brain tries to kill you. It's like, yeah, you could just sleep in a little bit more. Oh, oh. yeah. Especially when it's like, oh, hear that? Someone's awake downstairs. The heater just went on. Oh, oh it's warm in here now. You want to stay with me? You could just sink in deeper into your bed. Do you know this big pillow can go deeper? <laughs> it's about day five or six. <laughs> you, you cross over. It's, it's kind of like the second win, a, a, like a runner's yeah. high type thing. If you can get past day five or six of, okay. with maybe a, you know, a couple days, a, a break or whatever in between. But if you actually take like, okay, I, I decided I'm going to yeah. take that day as a break and then I'll be back at it. If you actually get back at it and yeah. go two more days, you, you're then I'm locked in. You're literally off and running. <laughs> so, and I, I have the same deal. It'll be to, a habit to piggyback on that. Just knowing, I know when I'm done with this run, I will be glad I did it. So, quit being an idiot and just go do it. And my body, as soon as I start running. It's like, oh, you, you yeah. feel you feel your ankle? You felt a little twinge right there. You don't want to do. You should probably rest. You know, you can do this tomorrow. Don't push it too much. Yeah. Oh, that was your knee. You felt your knee. Oh, you're in your forties now. I will say this: my um, arch oh. is sore. That's a new one for me. Get better shoes. Probably. Are you running on like the Kirkland coconut water shoes? <laughs> I just have rainbow sandals. What's wrong with that? <laughs> That's coconutty. No, they're like trail Adidas trail shoes. I don't know. You guys, you can find this all in Luke chapter four. Yeah. Okay. All, yeah. Of it. all right. Well, I have been listening to, though, can you guess? I've been listening to, no, you can't guess. It doesn't matter. John Eldridge. Hey. I, I did, know. I did not. You didn't, you didn't see, that, see coming. that coming. You didn't see that coming. I mean, it would have been a long, it would have been bad pod. I know. It if been. you would have had me guess because. No. Honorable mention. Wow. Yeah. Now, did he, how did he saunter back into your life? <laughs> like Conor McGregor <laughs> going into the octagon? Uh, why did I snag him? Is there a bunch of spider monkeys? Um, I think it was just, yeah. <laughs> it's a full on fit. All right. Uh, it was. Just some um, internal monologues I've been having with myself about uh, my own perspective of who I think I am as a man, how I'm perceived as a man. Um, and for some reason, that popped in my head. And Spotify has it for free, freaking audiobooks for free now. That was going to be if the consuming tip is like if you have a spotify premium there's a lot of good audiobooks dude there is so uh in one day i, I listened through all of wild at heart and it was good and oh nice good reminders in there I, I don't agree with everything he says i don't agree with everything anyone says but um wait what yeah even it's just your opinion man. even chuck and but it was encouraging there's good reminders in there and they put an addendum at the end because you know the one there's the, there, he's got one line in there that's very controversial with women, which is that remind me. It's the one like they're uh, 
men are desired they desire to rescue the beauty oh yeah something to that degree is that right nate am i saying it right sounds familiar and uh he actually admits at the end he's like that language is not exactly what i was trying to go after and and it caused it causes a lot of people to react poorly um and so he updated it something like basically uh something to the effect of of love love your woman well is the way that that he rephrased it because uh which which was kind of cool that he was able to like recognize hey this is coming across weird and i can see how that would be offensive yeah it could be like because oftentimes like the rescue the beauties uh motif and stereotypes is like Oh, just a woman that has no agency that just needs a man to just take her. Oh, I want you. Yeah. You're mine now. And that's kind of like the classic fairy tale stuff. Although in all the fairy tales, the woman seems to want it too, but whatever. But I'm with you. I'm glad I'm glad that uh, that's an interesting update. And it it's okay to change with as culture changes, language changes, and sure. things get updated. That's good on him. Yeah. And I think it was just the core of what he was trying to communicate he's like this is this came across as is disjointed from what my intention was and so updating his language to make like have it align more with what is they had a whole they had a whole story multiple many many stories around that that idea of rescuing the beauty i don't know why they would have an addendum to that when they were full, like he was fully led following Jesus, writing that. And then to be like, uh, our, uh, ransom heart Bible. It's not the Bible, but our ransom heart Bible that was, we were led by Jesus to, to write needs changing because culture is coming after us. I would assume that's why it was changed because Seven or eight years ago, they wouldn't have. They would have never thought of touching it, right? But would you rather, if you're John Eldridge, would you rather people get tripped up and maintain the thing you wrote originally and defend it vigorously, and then enough people get tripped up by that that they miss the overall theme of the message, or would you rather make it more applicable to a broader audience yet? keep the same general overarching message. I, I think it's a good conversation for it to be there and just sit as it is and then and then have a conversation with people. If people are firing back, it's like, okay, you read the book. Uh I'm sorry you don't see it, but if you'd like to come to, you know, one of our our, our man camps uh in Colorado, it, it, you can maybe break down a whole lot of what what was said in the the book and, and find out a little bit more and dig a little deeper in person. But you know, that's today's culture completely different. We just throw rocks. No, I I think the point that he's trying to make though, is that I I could see, I know what he's doing. Women are women. it, It is a little demeaning. Women can do things now, Jeff. Yeah. Women can do things, but it's not from the woman's perspective. It's from the man's perspective perspective that he's rescuing the beauty that's in his heart he wants to go and be with this with a woman and 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 can you can you see how a lot of women would not want to be objectified that way it has nothing to do with women it does if a man's treating him that way you're weak and helpless let me come rescue you 
but that's from an unhealthy perspective. And that's, that's, what, that's, that's what, what was language, coming. Yeah, that's the language was promoting that unhealthy perspective. On its surface, you know his heart. You I know do. his heart goes deeper than that. But on its surface, it's it's very kind of trite and objectifying. And that's that was his intention. He was saying like, okay, people are getting tripped up on on the way that that got phrased. And that didn't represent what I was actually talking about in the rest of this chapter and the rest of this point. Let me update that phrase so that it matches everything else. There's a disconnect between that phrase and the rest of what I'm trying to say here. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I just think if that's the language, it became more bland and, or, or not bland, uh, rescue the beauty and what you stated he changed the language to. I can't remember exactly what the word was. It just, it, what, what it, was. it felt less uh, meaningful, like, or, or from a perspective. But then I've been to his camps. I've, yeah. I've, I've had great conversations around that idea and even ha- spoke to it. So I, it's, had not, yeah. I mean, if he needed to clarify that, he never had to clarify it eight, 10 years ago, but he has to clarify it today because everybody, you know, doesn't want to, have anything that they feel offended by or they're just angry people. I just don't, I guess that's my thing of why people are having to change. Would Tanya tell you that she needs you to rescue her? It has nothing to do with her though. Well, it has to. By no. The, by, <laughs> She's your beauty, is she not? Yeah. Right. But it's, 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 my you- des- it's my desire to come after her and... So how you treat her has nothing to do with her. It fundamentally has to do with her. There's no way but, it can't. Yeah, She's but half the, of the equation. The, these are two parts. One's kind of an overarching um, thought or, or brand of um, men and women and, um, and marriage and leadership and... And quite honestly, um, we need a whole lot of men in this world to actually figure out how they do need to rescue the female side of this world because we're we're dying because we're being pushed around to the point where we got to change words and feelings and and because you know we're we're we keep getting backed up. And it's the rescue is not the rescue is comes from the other side of women going, we don't have enough men in this world. And I think that's part of it. There's not a lot of men that that look at women and think, oh, I need to go after her like she's worthy. And whether you see rescue as like a objectifying, I don't see it as objectifying women. If you're saying, I want to rescue the beauty, it's really, there's something in their heart that you're rescuing and it's something that they need. They need the other side of the world, the male side to come in and be the man that they're, they're meant to be. To love them well. All the above, all the things that would go with that idea. That's kind of the umbrella, the overarching uh, theme. And then there's a ton of stuff. Love well lead well and he also talked about pursuing as as being a big part of it too to absolutely pursue after them so it's a huge thing 
that that was i think again his point was the way that got phrased didn't represent the rest of the concept and the rest of the topic well and too many people were getting hung up on that and he's like well i care i care more about all of the meat of the topic itself rather than what the title is that i put up front let me fix the title to match the rest of what i'm talking about so that it's it's not that i didn't get the sense that he was like bowing down and going um hey i'm crumbling under the pressure of people saying they didn't like the way that that sounded it was like hey this this feels like it's in conflict it's not it's not well representing what you're talking about here and when you say rescue a beauty, re- rescue the beauty, it implies helplessness. Yeah, and there, there is there. I know you don't swim in these circles, Jeff, but there is a large swath of young men that feel aimless and need a father figure type, and then they go to manosphere leaders like Andrew Tate and others that are basically doing a version of like. No, you you go get that girl. You you crush that kind of. A, there's like the unhealthy version of rescuing the beauty can be confused with like man up, be a man, go get the girl, and that which results in all kinds of bullshittery and um, cluster fuckery, if if I could say. And I I just I did, so I will, and I might again. I don't know. It's early in 2024. We'll but, allow it. But it it's. Um, we'll also edit it out. I, I think. Even me, like I've, I've hearing you talk, Jeff, it's obvious, like it's, it's touching on something. You're, you're emotional and this isn't a dig. This is like a, you're, it's, it's touching on something for you that is meaningful and runs. Well, because I'm personally connected there. I right. mean that the story also my, my family and also going to that, that camp. I mean, right. my life was altered. Yeah. At at the at Ransom Heart. So I yes, I'm it's yeah, there's something there's definitely something you you you're you're I'm 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 throwing down. Yeah. Um well you go take it up with John Eldridge now that you hate him. I don't hate him. You hate him so hard, Jeff. Uh, he'll ride away in his motorcycle. Something fantastic there. He'll ride away in his motorcycle and then fake a crash and then you can go and help him. You they've can, done an 11 out of 10 with ransom heart i mean they have changed they've changed lives and the tra- trajectory of of many men and their families and so and then yeah, still are sensitive. yeah totally and yeah. i get i get that i i probably need to do my own digging instead of you know telling them to flip-flop back the other way and you haven't you haven't listened to the new addendum it might be phrased in a way that's that you're more on board with the idea of like earning being a, a man worthy of respect from your wife popped into my mind like the the language of like um it for my own personal relationship it's it's less like Lisa needs me and it's more like how how do I be a respectful human that is worthy of respect and I think it goes in both directions We're, and so it's this partnership where there's different roles and each relationship. I a respectful man, I, not a respectful human. You're a man, a respectful man towards a woman or whomever you come in contact with. Because your manhood is a huge thing. In Yeah, it is. 
<laughs> what I'm talking about. This, it's fucking called humanity, guys. Come on. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm fine with that because I happen to be a man. I mean, I'm sure your wife enjoys that you are the man you are. Oh yeah. She wouldn't want you. Oh, you're such a great human. I'm so glad to be sleeping and be married with a human. She's like, I'm. You're. She'd be like, I'm damn happy that you're a great man and you lead well and you're great father and a great husband and you and that is a huge thing that we're missing in this freaking world and so i don't like to hear things being dumbed down and people pushing other people around who have who are trying to like get men back on the freaking path to being men and right but the the old so 20 30 years ago a version of that that we would now look back on as being unhealthy would be somebody reacting to like women can work now. Like what the fuck get back in that, get in the kitchen, like be the woman you're meant to be. I will be the man I'm meant to be. And, but as, as well, frankly, it's like birth control comes in the ability for women to control whether they have kids or not had it played a huge role in them being able to go out and work and get a job and have a career. All those things like felt like a lot of encroachments into traditional families that now we've all adapted to. Tanya works part-time. She's at home a lot of the time and she's an excellent mother. Like you guys are are pretty traditional in that way, but she also works in in her own way. And it's like um a lot of the things that are now accepted as fine, you, your wife can go out and get a job and you can have a family and you juggle things around, you make it work. It's very untraditional compared to 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, in a way that our grandparents and great grandparents would have thought like, oh my God, society is collapsing because you got the progressives won. So I think there is a version of pushing back against progress that in 15 years, it's going to fade away and we're going to be used to the new normal and, and still be respectful humans respectful men, respectful women, and earning the respect of each other in a healthy relationship in just a way that might be a little bit different than. <clears throat> I guess what's weird, what's I'm getting hung up on is none of the rest of his content changed. He changed the title, but that seems to bother. So that was a, just you a, a lot because it, it's just a section because the rescue of the beauty is like a, it's not the, the front page. It's like a section within there, like four or five um, book like within that within that book, there's like four or five sections in there, and rest yeah. of the beauty is one of them. Yeah. So and so he had an addendum at at the end of that, or at the end of the whole book. At the it was it was just like a dialogue. He's like, hey, you know, this is an audio book, so we have the ability to kind of uh, oh, add some okay. extra information. And by the okay. way, we're kind of referring to this differently now. But it literally just every all the rest of the content stayed the same. It just he's like, we just renamed this section. That's all. So. If you care, and I'm assuming you care more deeply about the content of the section rather than the title. And so if the content is still doing the things that you care about, because that's where the lessons are happening, that's where the insights are coming from, then I don't think there's that much to be worried worried about. I mean, he's just looking at it going like, well, this wasn't communicating the way that I wanted it to communicate. And so I want to be a good communicator. Let me... Let me modify this title. I got, I got, I mean, this could go round and round. All right. All right. Okay. 
Well, uh, I do if recognize Scott was there. It would. I do recognize that. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, now that you mention it, I am gonna, I, I, I am gonna contact him and and just find out like what was the thought process for doing that. I am curious. You could just listen to the end if you have Spotify. Contact Eldridge, not Scott. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Scott. We're, Scott's dead to us. Scott I'm just kidding. Just ghosts all of us. Once we figure out uh, incorporating video into our own video, and then all the moving videos around, we can have uh, remote guests, and it would be fun to touch base with Scott and get into an old fashioned throwdown from wherever the hell he is. I don't know where he is. He gone. He's like, nope, you're wrong, Zach. Nope. But there is a there is a lot of um, gender. There's just gender identity stuff in the air and there's like a lot of culture war around that. And I think that's what you're feeling, Jeff, is it not? And, and that's where you're, we need to like focus on the, um, well, get back to the basics kind of like, okay. Being in the environment that I'm in, I'm, I'm seeing, I, I mean, I see a whole lot more than most people. And that's in the California school publics. I mean, public school system in California as a teacher yeah. being down at a, at the elementary level. I mean, even though it's sixth grade, it, you know, the stuff that gets pushed down and putting tampon dispensary boxes in the, in the boy's bathroom. I'm like, uh, you guys can take a mallet to that. Cause like, what are we doing? What are we trying to teach people except to like, let's just, yeah. If you, if you always give a kid an option to have candy every day, they're going to have candy every day. It's not good for them, but Hey, that's what seems to be happening. It's just like keep exposing everybody to everything and get people to get kids at their most malleable time to just start turning in a different direction and totally just screw them up for a good chunk of time, possibly their entire lives. So, so the gender thing, yeah, occasional occasional tampon, good box of tampons, bad. Yeah, just don't, to, con- to just, continue your candy metaphor. <laughs> just don't, just don't have a tampon every day, Mister Pearson. What's a tampon? Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Well, I have. Um, what's the segue there? There is none. Well, I got a tampon right here. <laughs> you mean this? As a Google employee, <laughs> all home offices are required to uh, uh, supply. Actually, uh, my local office does not have them, but when I travel up north, yeah, there's a uh, feminine products in the gentlemen's facilities. Yeah, I'm. A, I don't know. I'm. I wouldn't say I'm okay with that, but it's like I. I don't know. I've it's, never seen them used. It's one I'm of those a- things where it's like I. Pro- is it worth the bandwidth for me to try to fix this? No. In co- co- culture. Okay. I have a feeling it's going to fix itself. On a side note, they put nothing in the dispensary boxes. So it's no weed or anything? <laughs> dispensary. Yeah. That sounds weird. Oh, they're just boxes that are empty and you're yeah, in the it bathrooms? Says, it says there's a civil code on there that got passed in California. It says, must must be up in at least one boy's bathroom and must be like filled um Dude, at all times how long it's never been filled how long until one of those boys takes a dump in that thing <laughs> well <laughs> the problem I'll is, fill this up right now <laughs> the problem is it's affixed up <laughs> on the wall where you can't really get oh they'll get the, there <laughs> spider, spider spider monkeys spider monkeys man I'm telling you 
Oh man. So I have this, uh, it really started off sideways in 2024. In 2023, I learned hundreds of useful concepts. You're reading now. Said someone who is not me. Here are 20 of the best to equip you for 2024. And now we won't necessarily go through all 20, but they're short and they are interesting. Um, And I think they have application for spiritual life, practical life, all of the lives. Uh, But this is from on X. Uh, at G underscore S underscore Bogle, which is spelled B-H-O-G-A-L. Uh, Gwinder. I think it's, it looks like Gerwinder, but I've heard people say Gwinder. Gerwinder. Um, do you have one you want to jump to, Jeff, that you remember? Uh, I think it was, it was 14 or 15. Okay. I don't remember why. Rothbard's law, the kiss principle. Yeah, this Rothbard's law. If a talent comes naturally to somebody, they assume it's nothing special and instead try to improve at what seems difficult to them. As a result, people often specialize in things they're bad at. Oh, yeah. And this is compounded by um, the process that, that they used to try to like train people a lot to to work on your weaknesses. Like, Hey, let's bring your weaknesses exactly. back up rather than be like, you know what? Just like kind of keep them not that bad, but focus on improving your strengths. That would be the right way to do it. Just coming from a, an elementary perspective, this is just one thing I thought off the top of my head right now. And that is we got kids who are fantastic mathematicians and friggin' hate reading. Yeah. But they're great mathematicians. It's like, we need to bring them. I'm like, why don't we get them to excel at what they're good at and they could change the world, you know, and they do a little bit of reading and math anyway, but same thing happens in church. Like I know I can be a great singer. It's like, yeah, you should not be on stage. (laughs) (laughs) What would you like to order, Billy? Um, I don't know, but it costs four 49. (laughs) I don't know. That's the kid who's good at math, but not at reading. Uh, Zach. Um, I'm going to go to number two on his list, which is more of X paradox. I don't know where these names come from. Uh, but Dungeons and dragons. <laughs> this is, this is for Andy because you work in tech and technically have a white collar job. The widest. What's easy for humans is hard for AI and vice versa. For instance, differential calculus requires far less computing than merely climbing steps. Thus, AI will likely replace most white-collar experts before it replaces most blue-collar laborers. Yeah, that's the uh, that's that um, South Park episode that came out, the uh, Panderverse. I have not watched that yet. It, it just came out, didn't it? It came, like well, it came the out week? The, at the end of la, of 2023. Oh, then I saw. I must with have Kathleen uh, Turner, the Disney lady. Oh, I haven't. I the basic concept is okay. that the, none of humanity knows how to do fix anything anymore. They they have no ability. They're just like, oh, call the handyman. And what ends up happening is the handyman job now becomes the like highest pain, <laughs> highest level, <laughs> highest achieving job in the world. And everybody's just like, Hey, please, can you come help me fix? And they're like flying in on their jets <laughs> <laughs> and they're all covered. Like there's plumber Rick. Yeah. Gold chains no and stuff. He's like, 
Sorry, man, I can't get to you. Maybe I come by there next week, but I'm pretty busy. I'm booked up. <laughs> and yeah, the idea is that they, they can't do anything for themselves. So is that Paramount? Nate's company is set up for success. Is it Paramount? They bought uh, they what? bought South. There was a Paramount that plays South Park. I think it was Park. on HBO Max. Uh, oh, really? I think so. Okay. Pandaverse. Oh. All right. I'm watching it when I get home. It's funny. All right. Number one on this list is the licensing effect. Believing you're good can make you behave bad. Those who consider themselves virtuous worry less about their own behavior, making them more susceptible to ethical lapses. A big cause of immorality is self-righteous morality. I'm looking at you, Nazis. That's the best example. Like, <laughs> I, Hitler was the hero in his own story. Hitler, barely even know her. <laughs> no, one, no one says that, do they? That's not a thing, right? I think they just just did. Have you heard anyone say that? Am I the first person to say that in 2024? <laughs> you might be. Yeah. You get credit. Might be the only one, too. <clears throat> but think, I mean, every... And just put it in the, the context of the church. And when uh, church abuse happens, it often does the most damage because you've got the weight of eternity. Often a spiritual leader, somebody with spiritual power and physical power very often over other people. And when that goes bad and they abuse that power, um, they, we have an amazing ability to lie to ourselves, to tell ourselves we're doing what's right. And this, this one is haunting to me because who doesn't think they're doing the right thing? Who doesn't think their opinion is not correct or is correct? Everyone thinks their opinion is correct. They, they can't all be correct. Yeah. yeah and, uh, I don't think humans naturally feel comfortable with cognitive dissonance. So anything that is in conflict, if they thought, if they do believe at their core that they're doing the right thing, that they're, they're good at this, any additional information that might contradict that gets, it has to get dismissed. It can't coexist because now it introduces the idea. Maybe I'm not a good person. Well, I can't deal with that. That, that, that won't stand. So it's easier for me to dismiss these other things, mm -hmm. these uh, this new information, and just try to live continuing down the path because goodness knows how would I deal with the fact that maybe I'm not the good person I thought I was. But I think the best example of this, politicians, people, politicians who get into it for all the great reasons and want to change things, then they get in there and like, I want to do this and this and this. And then that X, Y, and Z also comes with, uh, the only way I get X, Y, and Z is if I allow that and that. And I, that's horrible. But if I do, and then they believe their own bullshit. Like they, they focus on the greater picture, like <laughs> right. what they're going for. And they're like, I am a good person. I'm, and there's half the population. It's like, you're a horrible person for doing that. And you shouldn't be a politician anymore. And then at some point it's like, well, I just got to keep going forward because now I'm a politician or I quit. I can't quit because my, my ego can't take that. And you know, it's like a good person. Plus I could keep getting all these insider trading tips. So can't let those things go to waste. That's why I want to be a politician. Ah, no man. Cause then you would know about Nvidia before it happened. <clears throat> I could be wrong. I just read the headline and that's never a good idea to start talking about something with authority after you just do that. But, um, boy eats dog. Um, it was a spider monkey actually. What? Uh, not that one though. Oh, <laughs> Chad's uh, fine. Or what was his name? Chad. Oh, give human names to animals. Uh, I love it when that happens. I actually had that happen when I was going to Concordia. Boy eats dog. 
Literally. What? Whoa. Nothing. No, I had some, I was living with foreign exchange students at Concordia in uh, Irvine. And oh, it's go, making what guys, sense. What are you guys eating? And, uh, and I, I'm, he's like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't tell him. And he's like, roof, roof. And his, his buddy's <laughs> like, no, 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 it's, it's not that kind of dog. And until this day, I still am like, what other kind of dog is there? Well, if they removed its voice box, it couldn't bark. <laughs> it's not that kind of it's dog. Not a, it's not a pet. It's well, just a dog. It's a different kind of dog. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, okay. That's cool. American can't handle it. Don't tell him. <laughs> Gosh. You had the, you had like the accent there. I did not do the accent on purpose. I was tempted. Boop, boop, boop. Um, that's fun. One, one more. Oh. Let me read this one, yeah. and then I'll let Andy scroll through it, um, because this one piggybacks what, with what we were just talking about, or it 1A, 1B, maybe. When you combine believing you're right, and then you go with number three on his list, Tarswell's razor, emotion causes bias, but it also causes motivation. As such, we're most likely to act when our judgment can be trusted the least. Solution, don't, don't trust thoughts you have while emotional. Instead, pause and wait for the feeling to pass before acting. But man, ha- so, everybody, everybody, so only figures, everybody only figures that out after the fact. Yeah. So, I mean. Ready, shoot, aim. But a good example is our, our friend of the show, um, many time guest and sometime future guest, Art Greco. What I've noticing from good conversations with him when we're, just hanging out and talking and there's like maybe a a deep conversation. The opinions can be hot. He just waits. Yeah. He's just sitting there waiting. And like, all I want to do is like, Oh, I have a good thought about this. I need to say it now. And so like, as Jeff's talking or whoever's talking, I'm just like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are you? Yeah. I I have something inside. I'm just waiting for you to finish. Like, yeah, and so you wait, and, and then he just waits and waits and waits, and eventually he says his piece, but his piece might have been made better by just listening to people. Like, maybe he had what he was going to say about the idea. Just hearing everybody's But as he's hearing first. people talk, it might, it might refine his thought process while he's waiting. Slow to speak, man, which is also biblical. There, the Bible is in this podcast, and there we go. Um no, no, wait, wait, I want to get in here. Um, what I think is I need to have- Are you done talking yet? Can I talk now that you're done talking? Oh, man, we've had some good ones of those. I mean, those are fun too. Like when the conversation is going, it's popping, it's, you know, there's a time for that. But man, it's a, you feel like you need to do something the most when you're emotional because it's a fight or flight thing from our way distant past there's like this memory imprinted on us to like, oh, don't think, run, because that noise you heard over there, it's time to go or you're dead. And so I think that's a little bit of the amygdala getting activated where it's like you feel like I need, I'm activated, I need to say this thing now, um, whereas you, you're you not going to die, just sit on it. I've been thinking about that lately. And I wonder, <clears throat> I don't know how you would be able to measure this. But I do wonder if people tend to monologue more. That's one thing. Like, and then the other, which is why it can lead someone to be going like, okay. Those that wait. Like, okay, stop. Now you're done. Okay, now I can say yeah. my thing. And then the other part that I wonder is if 
people have been trained by social media or at least online interactions in general to be able to at no, have zero hesitation to be able to get their words out instantly. And now that expectation is bleeding into our daily lives, like That's our a good point. offline lives. That's good. That's yeah. number 17. Um, Facebook's law. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I, I, I just scrolled through one that stuck out to me. I thought was interesting. And I'll connect it to the second John Eldridge book that I'm listening to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's called It's called Resilient. That book is about he actually wrote it uh, a year and a half after the or into the pandemic. And it's it is he's kind of deconstructing what went in and what's what the effect was on people of being in that situation and kind of what he described was that that uh Society has been has been uh, funneled into making life as easy as possible. Don't make me think. Uh, fewer clicks as if possible. And so this is the uh, this reminded me of this kiss principle here, which is the design of everything is gradually being stripped down because simple is easy and safe. The less there is, the less there is to to offend or justify. But rampant minimalism comes at a cost. Our cultures are losing their uniqueness and identity. And it felt like a different flavor of that to me, which is if we if everything gets stripped down to minimalism, then intricate beauty uh, is is just lost. If you can even think about from a music perspective, like 200 years ago, it was classical music, complex, rich, deep um, versus um, Justin Bieber's baby 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 oh baby 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 oh baby uh copy and repeat but this is a version of that as well that we lose the the beauty and the complexity um and so i th- I, I do like that one and inter, i miss some of that inter strip malls i like the uh, well i, I agree and there's I, pictures we, to go with yeah, that yeah and i did dig into those um a little bit i there was a two doorbells and one was just plain as plain can be like some you'd see on a cheap apartment and the other was intricate details brass maybe and there's a there's a a person who created that there's a story behind it there's there's these we're losing this we're losing the stories that make us a family and culture and friends it just becomes bland and we're all walmarted to to death in this world. Yeah. Simplifying everything to death so that it's no longer interesting, nerfing the world effectively. And then us not actually ever having to work deeply and hard to like do anything. Did you say nerfing? <laughs> yeah. Nerf- like yeah. a nerf ball. Yeah. yeah. Making it soft, making something soft and safe. Yeah. I love playing with the nerf Stripping the, uh, <laughs> uh, who didn't, but if you nerf all the things, yeah, you know, it's wild though. Like, I don't, this doesn't relate exactly, but when it comes to art, like it, this picture, there's like architecture, like skyscrapers now just like straight up. And sometimes there's like cool designs at the top, but um, like old architecture and like old cities that just have a, have a culture, even old cities in America. Like if you go to the, mostly on the East coast, it's like yeah. their cities have like a heart and a culture to them. Like architecture has a culture 
and a feel. Like Laguna Niguel. <laughs> <laughs> right. Walking through Boston it is like on the, the cobblestone. cobblestone. Phenomenal history where that path takes you. It's magnificent. You, you have stories that it's like, this is the beginnings of America. Here on the West Coast, it's just like knock that building down, put something else up. And just dial it up to 11, go over to Europe to a lot of places. And that's where you see the wild stuff, like the, the artwork or the paintings, like on the ceilings of chapels, just yeah, like right. the, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And also they, it told stories because it's some of those come that some of that art comes from a time where people, they were good at math, but they couldn't read. Most people couldn't read. Yes. <laughs> that's what I'm going for. <laughs> really good, call, good at math. Good back. Good yeah. Call back. It's wild how good we were at math when you think of like some of like the crazy archaeologically archaeology that gets uncovered that they have the stars dialed in like they knew they they could anticipate and calculate the constellations and whatnot. I feel like the pyramids are getting a lot of hype lately. Yeah, oh yeah, because because they're so uh, pointy. They're so. <laughs> How'd they get the stones on the top? You missed the point. I think I think I hit it. I, got the point. I sat right on that. Uh yeah. There. It's anyway, that's all I gotta say about that. Okay. <laughs> they are getting a lot of love. Uh but I think w- w- start the <laughs> reboot. Re- oh. Start that sentence over again. Um it probably applies to one of these, but archaeologists are kind of notorious, like in any hard Hard science is less so, but soft science is definitely hardest of sciences. Where if something is established, if there's like an orthodoxy and somebody comes in like, hey, I have a theory that might upset that apple cart. Everyone's like, get out, GTFO. Burn them. Um, yeah. There's like, even today, like the archaeologists, like there's some wild theories that human society might have gone back earlier than establishment thinks. and that there was some cataclysm that reset things. Um, and I don't know if that's true or not. And I don't know that you can prove it necessarily, but I think there's data to support the theories of it. And it's fascinating to see like anything that pushes the envelope, if it's established and people's jobs are on the line, especially the people that discovered it, or they're like, nope, no chance. And it just takes a lot of time and pressure to change over time. Um I think you you speaking in acronyms there is a perfect example of how we're just going right down to the we're just losing words and they just it's just gonna at some point we're just gonna be like bah, like a caveman oh yeah that's uh and that'll be that like, Idi- you- idiocracy the movie <laughs> yes which is all coming true it was unfortunately in America it is. By the way, I learned what uh, what Riz means and why it's where it came from. Have you heard your kids use the word Riz? My classroom is full of. Do you got Riz? The Riz. Um, my kids didn't, but I used it once on them, and they, you could hear their eyes rolling. You could, <laughs> you could smell the throw up in the you back of their throat. <laughs> yes. Do you know what it? Do you know what it, it's from? Uh, I don't know the etymology of it. No. Charisma. Yeah. It's the Riz from Charisma. Nate, did you know that? No. 
did not. Educational now. Now you've learned and something. Nate, Nate, you're a little younger than us. But you got that Riz. A little bit. But Thank you. even you didn't know. Yeah. Even Nate didn't know. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> I knew from listening my to a hip. podcast and I decided to drop it on my kids. And and that's, I thought you were going to say it came like it started somewhere else, but I knew it was related to charisma. But yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, sure you do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I used it because I knew, and my daughters hated that I used it. So why didn't you answer that you knew? Well, I wasn't sure what you were asking. Oh, etymology. We'll rewind it and show how. I was, how, I was thinking, where did it start? Like, who was the first? I was. Th- I was thinking you were going to say a person, Monique Johnson. Mo- Monique. She was the first, and it was on TikTok. She put a dance to it. That wouldn't surprise me. It's called the Riz. The tickiest of all the talks. Hey, um, the young. So this is about you, Nate. This is the explore exploit trade-off. The young own little. (laughs) I don't know what you own it, Nate, but. What a dick. That's my job. Uh, The young own little, so have little to lose and are free to experiment and overturn norms. The old, Jeff own much so they can't risk experimenting and need stability to safeguard their lives, the lives they've built. A key reason people become more conservative with age, which kind of makes sense. But what if the thing, the reason you have the stuff, you're young, you're a risk taker, you're starting businesses, whatever it is, nothing to lose, hungry. And then you want to protect it. You want to protect that gold. You got the, the ring of power. You got, you got um, the dragon. You got all that gold, and you just want to sit on it and protect it. Mo money, mo problems, dude. And then if somebody comes to take it, you lose the ability to go get it because you lost the uh, the risk taking. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I don't know what I just said, but I said it. <laughs> all right, Jeff. What? I think that there's a train. There's a training of getting people to stop trying so hard, and they're doing a good job of marketing it. I think the idea of like, you know, own nothing and be happy is like, then we own you. It's like somebody, somebody owns everything and it ain't you. And they're telling you, own nothing and be happy. We, we've got control of it and we can tell you whatever to do and you'll do it. So you're easy to control. So thank you, slave. And then they, and it's like, where's the life? And that, yeah, I realized that that idea of like, and then you, if you're not risking anything, if you're not trying to, you know, go up the, the ladder of success in your business or whatever it might be, you're, you're going after something, you're creating something. It's like, don't do that. Don't shoot, you know, shoot low. Like that seems to be the, the marketing ploy of the, you know, 20 to 35 shoot low and uh, then we'll take care of you. And shoot low, and you might want to watch out for your neighbor because they they might be a Trump supporter. Or you might want to watch out for your neighbor because they're part of the LGBTQ agenda. And so, and and you become easily outraged, and then you're easy to manipulate, which brings me back to what I said at the very beginning. And that's what I was getting at, is that if you are easily outraged, you can be controlled and manipulated because you're on to the next thing and then you're distracted by what really matters and your shared humanity with the people that are around you, even though you share way more in common with people you disagree with politically than, than you don't, believe it or not. And they're, 
they're a person that thinks they're the hero in their story or they think they're right, just like you think you're right. So I don't know. Get to know, like we have way more power if we unite with our neighbors, the average person and see how we can foster community and love and health versus being online, being triggered, being controlled by the next, here's the next thing you need to have a strong opinion on. Here's the next thing you need to have a strong opinion on. Even though you know nothing about that. Hey, put a, put a flag on your profile and then shit on anybody that has that other flag. Rinse and repeat. Good distraction. Did you call me a flag? <clears throat> <laughs> did I? Maybe I did. No. This is fun. Thanks for sharing this. It reminded me of... You're uh, my favorite flag. <laughs> Zuby. You remember? You know who Zuby is? Yes. He, he actually put out a, a similar type of list, but it was just his own observations of what he learned about humanity uh, during the pandemic. And he kind of had his own list of things. I don't know the best way to figure out how to find that, but we can we can do that in the future. We don't have to. We sure can. I had one more that I wanted to get to. Here. That um, let me. You don't need me to hold it for you. Uh, bandwidth tax. Being poor Make is it expensive. easier hey, for him, Andy. Hey guys, being poor is expensive. Um, expensive to us. Ooh. Number f- oh, number five. Inthymeme. Inthymeme. E n t h y meme. I'll allow it. The best propagandists convince people of a lie not by stating the lie directly, but by making statements that tacitly assume the lie as a premise, a mistruth. Deduced in one's own mind is much harder to guard against than one that enters fully formed from elsewhere. So pick your cult leader, or I, I think I'm going to mention a couple names here. Like Sam, uh, Sam Smith? Kinnison. Um, S- Sam Kinnison. Sam Sinite. Um, Who's the, uh, Sam Harris. I did this last time. I said Sam Smith. He's a singer. Uh, and also a brewer, Samuel Smith. Uh, nope, Sam Adams. Sam Bankman Freed. But um, Sam Harris, noted atheist, and he's you Sam's- know politically left. Um, we'll we'll just say left, maybe some libertarian leanings, whatever. But he's a very logical person. If you listen to to him, um, I think he's a neuroscientist. But regardless, very thoughtful. And if you listen to him and don't think very hard, you'll think everything he says is correct because he's very logical. He sounds smart. Ben Shapiro does the same thing. Now, I'm not making value judgments on anybody, so don't get triggered. Which um, is why I bought so much gold. And cherry berries. <laughs> cherry berries. <laughs> what do you think about my new Yamaka? <laughs> um, I just love that you, you actually, once again, like, okay, so everybody, don't be... Be offended. I'm I'm saying things, but they're not really like this know. podcast is brought to you by Patriot Gold. <laughs> now, if we are selling gold in 10 years, you know we've been captured by one segment of the audience and it's blown up in a way. But um we'll be old and that's why we're gonna be buying gold. Ben Shapiro, that rhymes. Ben Shapiro, super logical. Um 
Jordan Peterson, really thoughtful. All these people, if you're if you're listening and they sound a hundred percent correct, it's because you're assuming the premise they're jumping off from is totally correct. Now, if you change the premise or if you were to show that the premise is faulty, and oftentimes they are, that's when the logic doesn't make sense. So now they I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. They those people are doing what they think is right, obviously, and they're trying to make the world a better place in their own way. But it's also when people fall victim to cults or religious leaders, it's because of the convince people of a lie, not by stating the lie directly, but by making statements that tacitly assume the lie is a premise. And that happens naturally for, I think those, those intellectuals, they're not doing it on purpose. I think it's, it can be a tactic, but just think about the premise they're stating and see if you can't steel man the other side of that and see it poke holes in that. And that can kind of, it's a good way to like, Hey, I believe, especially if you believe everything one of them is saying, that's when you got to be like, okay, there's got to be a different side to this argument. Not that they're all wrong, but I don't know. It definitely shows up in trying to characterize the other side. So like claims like clinging to their guns and religion is a good example of that. Like, well, no one, you can't point to any one specific example, but once they've planted that seed and that, that becomes like the assumed premise, then all of a sudden any of the other subsequent, uh, you know, statements or whatever that are uh, illusions have already had that, uh, that idea planted in, in the listener's mind so that now they're viewing all of these other things as like, well, yeah, that's the thing. They, the, this, this group of people clings, clings to their guns and religion. Uh, what other bad things are about them? Cause we know now that they're bad people, but <clears throat> I didn't come out and say you're bad people. Didn't say that directly. Right. Correct. Yeah. There's a lot of conf- confidence, confidence talking. It's like, the people that you mentioned talk with great confidence. It's clear. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that actually just persuades people to just go brain dead and, and believe everything that comes out of their mouth. Have you ever had one of those moments where you, you said a statement more confidently than you personally uh, believed and, and then like had to walk it back a little bit later. I specifically remember like talking to someone at work and, Whatever, whatever the conversation was, it didn't matter. I like just said something. He's like, "Oh, well, is that?" Is he goes? So that's for sure. That's how it goes. And I go, "Oh, I don't know." And he goes, "Oh, you don't know?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I don't know." He goes, "Oh, you just right. Seemed, you seemed really confident when you said that." I said, "Oh, no, man, I have no idea what's going on there. I'm just talking." I'm sure I've done that. I promise I've done that. That one speaks to me the most because I've I've just I don't know. There's so many things that I thought were a hundred percent true that. Like even if some of them I still kind of hold to, I'd like I see some of the other sides or some of the other arguments, and like I, I recognize that like, hey, there might be something else going on, but but when I held them as hundred percent true, that's when I was like so angry if I came across anybody that had a different take, and so that's why that one speaks to me. It's a reminder, like, dude, keep just. Open your, hold the things you believe to be true. Just, just hold them loosely, you know, like you're just, you're not trying to, you don't want to crush the baby chickies. Just hold the baby chickies because you might have to let one of those chickies go to get a better chickie that 
has a better idea about the meaning of life. Well, you've talked about the you have talked about before about holding things in tension and like that things might change. Maybe you know this you might drop that that belief off because something else replaces it. So have no convictions. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's there's yeah. Scott. That's what we need. <laughs> oh, so it's sin doesn't and there's no sin. It doesn't nothing matters. Believe in whatever you want to. You're a rubber ball bouncing around the room, a nerf ball, just a your with your nerf convictions that could be anything they want to be. Squish them together. The new title is we an, just, Annihilation. We, annihilation. I just, I just straw man Scott. And Maybe. Scott, I want to apologize. I love you, man. And it's not always true. This is a tree falls in the forest situation right now. I know. He's not, he's gonna, not listening. <laughs> and if you hear it, Scott, you can email us at brobabbleybeard. <laughs> Maybe we should start uh, shifting over. Actually, did you check? Do we have any feedback? Uh, I haven't. Well, we. That was, I never checked. The rep. I didn't check for some of the feedback. We did get a couple, a comment on the Instagram from. Uh, I will say friend of a show, former guests, maybe future guests, the Reverend Sarah Heath. Oh, um, nice. oh my Reacted goodness. to one of the reels on uh, the one regarding the Catholic, the beautiful, beautiful man, Father Mike. His name was Mike, right? Sure. Yeah, Just Father the Mike. jaw that cuts light well. I mean, perfect. Is she still looking for a boyfriend? She said, she's like, I may have a clergy calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Or I something like that. I love it. Um, but let's see. Do you think uh, they call him like father and then the month? Like, oh, have you seen Father June? Oh my God. <laughs> By the month. <laughs> I'm more of a I'm a more of a Father July kind of guy. <clears throat> I, uh, girl. I like an autumn. And I realized you were That's talking about the uh Catholic uh, pastor calendar. I threw up a little in my mouth. Yeah, that was me saying, I like a September, October, November. You oh, know? all of them. Um, yeah. I mean, there it's solid. The just bro- the whole. Just the whole. The leaves are changing. And Forgive them, Father. The light they know cascades they off of their face differently. <laughs> Wait, for who, which Wait, father's what? forgiving me? <laughs> January. <laughs> Start the year off fresh. Ooh, gross. Oh, so before we get to what are we consuming, Jeff, you mentioned before when I was talking about some of the, I mentioned those names of people that are super smart, but will you, will you touch me again? Okay. That's enough. Um, you feel they that. do. You said something that, that triggered me I, that I meant to say is like, they talk in absolutes generally absolutes. There's not a lot of gray area because if you're in the gray area, which this podcast operates in a lot, you don't grow. And so, uh, Maybe that's what we need to do is like, you're either in or you're out. A hundred percent. No gray, all black or white. Yeah. Ne'er the twain shall meet. Nothing can be intention. We got to be one side or the other. And with full confidence. A hundred percent. Get to drink. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Nice. I'm all out of coconut water. How you doing, Nate? Do you need another beer? How you doing? Oh, What's yeah. your beer? Chilling. Yeah? Chilling. All right. You got any thoughts about anything that you've heard so far? You got some thoughts about anything, Nate? <laughs> Just anything. <laughs> Loving it. <laughs> All right. Should we... Uh, let's flip to what are you consuming? I think we should. Let's do that. All right. You're first. Okay. Well, I did get... I got my annual cold, and 
it typically is when I, t- I take a week off generally over Christmas or New Year's, depending on when those days fall. And this year, my vacation week went perfectly. And then as the calendar turned over, got my cold, had to go back to work. There's no sick days in my job. And so I got sick. And so as such, I've been consuming, while I'm laid up on the couch after work, some video games in a way that I got a 4K TV. Oh, you're looking at, you're about to consume one of my cough drops. Dude, this is gross. Nate, can we get a shot of this? Look at this thing. It says Fisherman's Friend. Yeah. That's nasty. I'll put a hook in that. Oh, it smells like it's bait. Fish, it might be bait. Master bait. <laughs> Those are lifesavers. Is that an order, order or is that a suggestion? Or definitely just definitely editing that. Out. Just a statement. Two times. Oh, oh yeah. he yeah. put one in his mouth. Mm. Oh, it's mentholiptus. So I was sick and uh, coming off of it, I got a new 4K TV. It is a beast. And so I went back and played some video games that I haven't played in years. Halo Infinite, Red Dead Redemption 2, just to just behold all the glory, the variable rate refresh and all of the fancy technology that makes your video games pop. And that was fun. That was fun. It still is fun. I try to play video games here and there and also be a halfway decent husband and father. And any scale that you want um, to choose, how much better is it than what you had before? Um, I had a solid setup before and... This is solider. Yeah, it's the new 10, I guess. Like... I'm sure I didn't get the top of the line 4K TV. No, compared to what you had before, though. It's it's a pop. It's a good pop. I don't know. Okay, so compared to now. You heard it, folks. What one I, pop. One from, pop. Pop, pop. Did it get a pop? It got one pop from Zach. So if what I have now is a 10, let's just say this is the new baseline and I love it. What I had before was a six and a half. This is so gross. Oh. God, dude, how do you put this in your mouth? Uh, it does say original extra strong. Ugh. I can show you how I put it in my mouth if you want to watch. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You're no father, Mike. <laughs> and I did I did watch a movie on Netflix. Uh, the last name is... Who's the Shit's Creek guy? There's a father and son in that. Eugene Levy. Levy. And, and, Levy and his son. Is it Daniel? David. Yeah, Daniel. You're right. He directed, David. He directed a movie called Good Grief, which he also stars in. Good David. And uh, um, I thought it was a sweet story. And it might be the gayest movie I've watched. And the, I'm, I'm saying that like literally because it's a story about a guy. Uh, he loses, his husband dies. And then as he's grieving, his friends surround him. And it's very sweet. And then as he's learning more about what his kind of the trail of destruction, his husband's death leads to information he didn't know about his husband. And I'll leave it there because there's spoilers. Okay. Um, it was uh, it was a sweet story. And I don't know, the grief part of that, about it spoke to me, like people coming around somebody to grieve and mm. it's, it's messy and it's not perfect. And um, 
I don't know if it's a great movie, but it was, he acts as, he's a good actor, man. He acts as ass off and um, good director. He directed it too. So it was good. Daniel or Eugene? Daniel. Sorry. The son. David from Schitt's Creek. David. <clears throat> On Netflix. Good grief. Next. Uh, I've been, so it's been what, two or three weeks since, or two weeks since we podcast. I've been recreating a lot. A lot of ping pong, a lot of uh, playing with my 11-year-old son, whether whatever sport it is, going to the golf course and consuming time with, with him. And um, just I, I'm coming off vacation and just went back to work. Uh, and I just had a, a good time. And as I mentioned at the beginning, like just the idea of um, be with my wife a little more. So been consuming family time a whole lot more than doom scrolling or mm. listening to podcasts that kind of get your brain going in the wrong direction. So it's been good. That's great. Thanks. I feel like we're on an SNL skit right now. That's Neat. Ter- terrific. <laughs> but you got to bring it down a little bit. Jeff, that's, uh, that's great. Yeah. That's really, great. Uh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad the decisions that you've been making, Jeff. Well, that got, what did this do to you? You you put one of these in your mouth. I'm so happy. Fisherman's friend. I'm so happy. Do you want to go to the docks with me? <laughs> Will you be my fisherman's friend? We could go down there tonight. Guess what we would say? We could stab a sturgeon together. That's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> Nate's stone faced over there. He's just like, how long is this going to last? <clears throat> uh <laughs> 30 minutes too long. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I'm reading, I've got four books uh, going right now. And one that you shared with me or that you uh, gifted me, the death of omnipotence and the birth of omnipotence, um, a Henry Nowen book. And then a couple of those Eldritch ones, the resilient one though, Jeff, I, I messaged you today. You, if you do, I opened Spotify, I saw it and then, I can't remember what happened, but it, it was there. I could click on it. It was six hours and something. Dude, I think you I think you would like it. Um I'm I'm in the middle of that one right now. And then and and I am making what's a, Yeah. What's a bummer? It's an Eldridge book, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's a bummer is in like ten years he'll change resilient to like good, go in that direction as much as you can. Yeah. It's like <laughs> sorry. Resilient ish. Stick a sturgeon in it. <clears throat> it, it. It is. It's been. It's. It's pretty good. And he's. He is kind of deconstructing what resilience looks like in our lives today, and what is having gone through the pandemic. And and he's he's referencing that a lot, but he he does ha- take a chance to zoom out a bit, which is which is good. And he talks. He just talks about um, where our source of resilience needs to come from, and how God uh, God really sets up a system where. Uh, we should be asking and depending on him for resilience versus, Hey, this is just a pull myself up by my bootstraps. I can, if I work hard enough, I can do this and just make myself be okay. And, uh, and he described this concept of the reserves as well, that like the pandemic, like tapped all our reserves beyond just like getting tired. I know I felt that it was a good way for it. I identified with that, that concept. And he, he, I'll just end with this little piece. He, he gives us um, 
short story about where he was talking about checking in with his different folks on his staff. And he said he had about 20 people on his staff. And he said, on average, everyone's like, hey, how are you doing? You know, scale of you know, your, the percentage of, of where your wellness is at. And they all kind of said, they landed about 30%. They're like, yeah, we're about 30%. Hmm. And, and he goes, where are your reserves at? And he said, they all, they all said what? about 15%, maybe. Yeah. And his point was, that is manifesting in the church today by people quitting. People quitting the church and, and just leaving and being like, the reserves are gone. I'm tired and I'm not, and nothing's filling me back up. So I'm done. <clears throat> um, so you're right. Um, that one is good. And I'm, I'm in the middle of that. And then running and dude, two things I do not like. I don't like waking up early and I don't like running and I'm doing both of those things and I'm going to do it as long as I can. And I also got a gym membership and I'm not drinking and I'm trying to just feel better and do better. Cause we're going to Brian head and I need to be able to like last <laughs> yeah, and mammoth, and I'm gonna need to be able to last. Was that a right. goat? Was that a goat, Zarasak? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, my goat agrees. And by the way, it just started dumping in Utah. Fantastic, there's more, and there's more coming. Yes, it's gonna be a fun time. Yeah, you're gonna need those. Uh, need those legs yeah. and that core. Abs. Yeah, that absolutely. core. Yeah. And but the uh, the gym membership I got as an excuse to go hang out with my daughter too. Nice, yeah, excellent. That's the trick. Did you pull something up before we uh, go? I was just scrolling Zuby to see if I could see. He he just has. I mean, I'm sure he's got a list. It he tweets it, this a lot. Old. Yeah, this yeah. is old. I don't even know how you would be able to look it up, but he had a list of like, yeah, it, this was a long time ago. Anyway. Um, listener, thank you for hanging out with us. Thanks for sticking around for so long. We love it. And, uh, one of the things that really helps this podcast grow is when you rate review and share it with a friend. Um, all of those things really, uh, they pump the algorithm. They're able to make this podcast get in front of a lot more people. So that means a lot to us if you can do that. And then additionally, if you need to reach out to us, you can hit us up on all the socials at bros, Bibles, beer. Just started TikTok, guys. What? We're on TikTok. Oh. And we just literally just started zero followers. But Bros Bibles Beer on their Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, where whatever you like. Check us out. Bros Bibles Beer on YouTube. Bros Bibles and Beer on YouTube. And um do it. So like those videos and whatnot. Um Spotify, that's video as well. You can like us or you can rate us one to five stars on Spotify. Apple Podcasts is still where you can leave us a physical review. And I think you can still leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash BBB pod. Um, so get on that. And we, we appreciate the people. We appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Thanks. I appreciate Nate. Yeah, thanks. Producer Nate showing up tonight. Love it, dude. Thanks, brother. I especially appreciate I your Nova. mustache. Yeah. You got a solid mustache. Oh my gosh. That I'm thing. serious. If I, we're going to take it, let's take a picture after this, all of us together. If I could wear a mustache like you, I might do it. He's the happiest police officer on the planet. But if, if I put a mustache on like that, I might get arrested just on, just, just because like, 
got some father mm-hmm. father Mike vibes going on. Ah, I fumbled that one. Yeah. Dang it! No, you he, his face is so trusting. <laughs> I mean, Father June vibes. There you go. All right. Well, happy, okay. happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Yeah, Happy New Year's, boys. What else? Is that it? That's, That's it. it. I think we're out of here. Grace, peace. Peace and cheers. Cheers.